BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram, here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart from the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan loving Golden Girls. Listen to in retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. We know how this story ends, right? You know, we know how it ends. I'll explain that tonight. Your church, how'd they do that to you? The American church, how'd they get in there? I'll explain that as well. And finally, well, you just got to wait to the end and see. All that's coming up next on I'm Right.
How does this all end? You ever asked that? I've asked it. You know, this whole disastrous thing we have going on right now, how does it end? How does it end? How does it end? We all want to know what it looks like when this whole thing bleeds out all over us, I guess you could call it. Well, I'm hearing all this $3 trillion bill talk right now. And it's everything you can possibly imagine. Of course, they're calling it an infrastructure bill, but it's it's just, it's got... One third of it's going to be spent on infrastructure. 400 billion of it's going to be spent on green spending, tuition reduction, of course, only for minorities, free community college. I mean, it's just a, it's a gigantic catch-all bill of every piece of crap you could possibly stuff into any legislation. But setting all that aside, we know Democrats are insane people now. That's just the way it is. They're going to pass all this stuff. Set that aside. We do know that the debt is like the only thing that matters. Now, I don't do TV shows on it. I don't do my radio show on it. I'll bring it up on occasion just because I think it's so important. But the truth is this. You don't think it's important. You personally, maybe. But America as a whole, even on the right, we simply don't think about it. We don't prioritize it. We, meaning the right, meaning the GOP, we just got done tearing through trillion-dollar bills like they were going out of style. Republican president, signing it, signing it, signing it. Republican House, signing it. Republican Senate, signing it. All these guys. Very few actually stood up and said, uh, we can't spend this much money. But that's how it ends. You realize that, right? That's how all these fun and games end. It's going to be a financial crisis like the world has never seen. And I'm not going to dwell on it too long here. I'm not. Because you don't care. And because, and the reason you don't care is not because you're dumb or I'm dumb. Well, I am dumb. You may not be. Maybe you are. But either way, it's because you've never really seen the fruits of it. You've never had to experience a massive national debt crisis before. Where this country's calling in a marker and this country's calling in a marker and the credit rating's going down. And that $10 you had yesterday is worth $5 today. You've never experienced that before. But I'm telling you. There's an old saying when it comes to investing, trees don't grow to the sky. Trees don't grow to the sky. It's coming. The bill is coming due. And sadly, and this is really sad, I hate saying this, but sadly, when that day comes, those of us who have been voting Republican, as much as they make me angry, we won't have the ability to turn to the people on the left and go, that's your fault, Jack. Mm-mm. We did it too. Yeah, they spend more. But how am I supposed to be up there as a Republican when I'm signing trillion-dollar COVID relief bills, $2 trillion bill here, this trillion-dollar bill there, and now Democrats try to pass a $3 trillion one? How do you as a Republican with a straight face say, this is too much money? It's serious. You just did it. That's why you need to do the right thing when you have the power. What's in this bill? How bad is this bill? How hard should you root against it? Well, AOC loves it. Quote, one of the big goals we had when we introduced the Green New Deal was to show how people thought about climate change from being a billion-dollar problem to a trillion-dollar opportunity. This infrastructure package generally seems to be shaping up in that kind of framework. In the meantime... Just in case you were wondering how everything else is going. Because, you know, we still have 2024. I know we have the midterms in 2022, but 2024 is kind of that date 
that you and I set in our minds of, okay, we could we can maybe fix this. We'll reverse some of it. We'll get our guy in there. Remember, HB1 isn't gone. HB1, if you talk to the D.C. people, is priority one for Democrats. Why? Well, let's read through it. It would ban states from requiring voter ID. It would require states to offer ballot drop boxes 45 days before elections. Completely reshapes the Federal Elections Commission. Raises barriers for states to clear their voter rolls. Expands federal government's role in state-run elections. We know what it does here. What it does is gives Democrats complete legal freedom to do the things they've done from time to time. It's not an accident. We don't have to pussyfoot around things on this show. It's not an accident Democrats are constantly trying to lower the bar on who can vote. Uh, I think 16-year-olds can vote. Really? You know how dumb 16-year-olds are? I know. I was once a very, very, very dumb 16-year-old. The reason they want to water down the people who can vote is because lower standards mean more Democrats. It's not difficult. It's not a difficult concept. Why do you think they spent the last year using COVID to carpet bomb small businesses in America? Those are the people who vote Republican. They want their enemies crushed. They want their friends voting and voting in droves. Why do you think they open up the borders? Why do you think we're having illegal immigrants come in in droves right now? You think they're just trying to be nice guys and do the right thing? Really? Do you believe that? Ted Cruz, my man, took him to task over it. This bill is the single most dangerous bill this committee has ever considered. This bill is designed to corrupt the election process permanently. And it is a brazen and shameless power grab by Democrats. It speaks volumes that this is H.R. 1 and S. 1, that the number one priority of Democrats is not COVID, it's not immunizations, it's not getting people back to work, it's not getting kids back in school, it's keeping Democrats in power for 100 years. This bill is designed to get criminals to vote. A great many states across this country prohibit felons from voting. This bill strikes down all those laws. This bill says if you're a murderer, if you're a rapist, if you're a child molester, we, the Democrats, want you voting. Why? We know why. We know exactly why. And when I talk to you about cultural institutions, because I'm about to bring something up that's going to make you uncomfortable. When I talk about cultural institutions, I talk to you about them because they are the pillars that hold your country up. Any nation. This is not unique in any way to America. A nation has cultural institutions. It has its religious institutions, its law enforcement institutions, its entertainment institutions, its education institutions, its media institutions. These are the institutions, the pillars that make a nation what it is. And when you have one ideology, one train of thought that controls all of yours, as we do now in America, it is a big, 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 big problem. I'm going to talk about the church a little later on in the show, but you know who's coming out heavily for HR1? Celebrities. Leonardo DiCaprio. Right now, we have a chance to protect and strengthen our democracy and put power back where it belongs with the people. 
I support Michelle Obama, and when we all vote, encourage the Senate to pass the For the People Act. And Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, is not alone. I'm not trying to call him out. NBA players, singers, they're all in on it. They're all in on it. Now, why, why would they all be in on it? Because they're all marching the same way. And why is that important? Well, these people are hugely influential. This is the part that gets uncomfortable. You and I have made this mistake, and I've made it a thousand times, more than you. you know, the, the, the J-Lo or somebody, or DiCaprio or somebody will come out and take some insane leftist political stance, and I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll do, <laughs> nobody cares what that guy thinks, an actor. That's a lie. You know that, right? That's just not true. A lot of people care what that guy thinks. Millions and millions of them. People care what J-Lo thinks. They care what NBA players think. When you lose the entertainment pillar portion of your society, when you lose that, it matters a lot. You can, you can sit and scream all day long that, oh, it shouldn't matter. Okay, I agree with you, actually. I agree with you. It shouldn't matter. I wish it didn't matter at all. But it does. It really, 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 really matters. It hurts us. The truth is, when the system is all controlled by the same party now, like I've told you before, they could convince the United States of America, at least half of it, probably more, that the sky is green. You can laugh that off all you want and say I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. The entire Democrat Party would try to pass a federal bill saying the sky is green. Every celebrity, musician you love and watch would be out there saying the sky is green. Your favorite NBA player hooping it up on Sunday with the t-shirt, the sky's green. Your kids' school teachers, did you know about the green sky? Would you like to do a project on the green sky? That new blockbuster superhero movie, the sky's green in the movies. Over and over and over and over again as you get assaulted on all sides by the sky is green and soon you find yourself believing it. Soon the guy who says the sky is blue looks like the nutball, even though your eyes can see. That's what we have right now in this country. Total system control by the liars, by the left. They can make you believe whatever they want to believe, and it's a big deal. And I'll tell you something else. You know I don't do the racism, this is racist, that's racism, this is racism, because there's way too much of that racial grievance crap in this country right now. Um, this here is racism. Do you think the Biden administration has been adequately receptive to your entreaties for more diversity? <laughs> Obviously not. Otherwise, uh, Tammy and I wouldn't be taking our position. But we would you, like to encourage them to do better. Do you think over? Do, do you think that there is a desire to do better? I should rephrase. I hope so, and uh, this will give them another opportunity to express that desire and to make a commitment. When you based on that. In case you're wondering what she's talking about, that's United States Senator Maisie Hirono and United States Senator Tammy Duckworth. They've come forward to say they are no longer going to support any of Joe Biden's nominees until we get some more Asians in there. Oh, never mind. I forgot. They put a qualifier out there. They will support some white people as long as they're LGBTQ. I don't know how many freaking letters there are now. This is what happens when you lose the culture. 
This is not about one presidential election, one Senate election, one House election here. When you allow them year after year after year after year to take your culture away from you, this is how it ends. And I haven't even gone off about the church next, or church yet. I'm about to here in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned for that. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a great show for you tonight. Now, what can you do about it? If you don't want to see idiot politicians on your TV anymore and you'd like to take the country back and have good people running for office, what can you do about it? Well, you can save money. No, I, I didn't misspeak there. You can join Mammoth Nation. When you join Mammoth Nation, and I'm a lifetime member, I wouldn't tell you to do anything I haven't done. When you join Mammoth Nation, your money goes to candidates running for office who are actually fighters, people who believe what you and I believe. What do you get out of it? Discounts. Discounts at more places than I could possibly name for you right now. Travel, shopping, telehealth, wireless, you name it. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back. The pillars of your society, the cultural pillars your society rests on, They've taken them all. They took them all on purpose. And now we're going to have to decide exactly how we handle it from here. You know that whole military stand-down thing announced by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin? We're going to examine extremism in the ranks. Well, we're starting to get word out now of what that was. And what it is is, well, it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. It's an attack on you. It's a military purge, not unheard of. In fact, the, the norm of every despotic government in the history of the world. You get in, you take complete power. Once you look around and think to yourself, we have it all now, you purge the military. You purge the military because you don't want a bunch of big, scary men with big, scary guns who disagree with you on things. This is, rest assured, this is step number one. Step number one. If you think this stops here, you've never opened up a history book in your lifetime. What are they doing? Well, here's some of the training. We, we have some of it. February 9th, 2021 message to the fleet regarding extremism. The CNO sent a clear message. Quote, as a Navy uniform and civilian active in reserve, we cannot tolerate extremist behavior of any kind and must engage in open and honest conversations with each other and take action. If we don't eliminate extremist behaviors from our Navy, then racism, injustice, indignity, gosh, and respected will and disrespect will grow and continue to keep us from reaching our potential. An inclusive, respectful, professional fighting force that answers the, the nation's call. If we must first question the intentions of our shipmates standing watch with us now, and especially when taking fire, we will fail when the nation needs us most in combat. I just want to focus on, obviously all this is a bunch of social justice warrior dog crap that's going to rot out our military from within, but I just want to focus on something indignity and disrespect. Have you ever been to Marine Corps boot camp? I mean, I can't speak for it now, 
but I know when I was there, we were there for about five seconds and they had guys chugging canteens until they threw up in the trash can because they didn't previously drink enough water. It is all about indignity and disrespect until you earn respect. It was already a racist-free environment. Why? Because we all said terrible things to each other. We were dudes. You open up, you talk about it, you joke, you talk about your guy's skin color, his religion, you talk about his sister, his mother, and he does the same to you. You do these things in horribly inappropriate ways that would make a civilian cringe, and then you go fight right beside him because you love him. Then you go out for beers that night because you love him. That's how you deal with racism. What this is, this is an ideological purge. They're after you. Did you read anything? about Black Lives Matter, the domestic terrorist group in there? You read anything about Antifa in there? No, you didn't. Here's, here's a document. The military tells service members what they can't do on social media. Do not advocate or promote supremacist or extremist content online. Let's pause there for just a brief moment. You've never met a white supremacist in your life. I mean, there's a chance, I guess you have, but the chances that you've actually met a white supremacist are virtually zero. So why do they keep doing that? Why do they always, the Nazi, white supremacist, Nazi, white supremacist? That's because they've decided that white America is the enemy of the Democrat agenda. It's all about numbers for them. They're looking at the numbers. They've decided white America is the enemy of their agenda, and they're going to make you all out to be Nazis. Do not post, retweet, or like any material that promotes discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, creed, ethnicity, national origin, or sexual orientation, or encourages violence or other illegal means to prevent others from exercising their legal rights. Do not participate. You know what? I'm not even reading all that garbage. I'm not even reading all. Because I want to move on to one more thing. And this thing, this thing's more important. I know what you're saying. What's more important than the U.S. military? I believe the American church is. And I don't care if you're not a Christian. That's not what I'm talking about. You know I would never preach to you because I'm the last person in the world who's qualified to do so. But I want you to understand, every nation in the history of the world, in the history of the world, has had a base religion, a home religion for that nation. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's because they just felt like worshiping the sun and the dirt in this culture or that culture? Do you think they just woke up one day in the Aztec culture and decided to cut somebody's heart out while they were still alive? No. Nations have a religion always because it gives your culture the ultimate pillar. It gives it the ultimate moral compass on what is right and what is wrong. Obviously, as everyone can guess, I have my preferred ones. And I would prefer we don't cut people's hearts out. That one's probably not the route to go here in America. But having a religion is incredibly important. The American communists, the cultural Marxists, were never, ever, 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 ever going to let you have your Christian church without infecting it. They were always coming for it. Why wasn't the church strong enough to stop it? Who's coming after it? Well, there's a man named Ibram X. Kendi, He's teamed up with the Boston Globe to start an anti-racist newspaper called The Emancipator. Why is that important at all? Well, 
Ibram X. Kendi is a man who sits down next to pastors on the church pulpit and talks to you about what Jesus would have wanted? Anti-racists fundamentally reject savior theology. That goes right in line with racist ideas and racist theology in which they say, you know what, black people, other racial groups, the reason why they're struggling on earth is because of what they're behaviorally doing wrong. And it is my job as the pastor to sort of save these wayward black people or wayward poor people or, or wayward queer people. That type of theology breeds bigotry. Setting aside the insane stuff that guy said, that guy said that in a church. In a church. Shame on American Christianity for not being strong enough and bold enough to stand up against the cultural Marxists. When I tell you they got your church, that's what I mean. That's not a one-time thing. We have pastors across the United States of America preaching to people cultural Marxist garbage like white privilege. I had to leave my own church last year because of it. Shame on American Christianity. And it was important. It was an important pillar in our society. I don't care if you're a Jew, Muslim, whatever you believe, none of that matters. American Christianity was our base religion, a pillar of our society. And we let these scumbags take it over. Shame on us. Shame on us. All right. If you dip tobacco, if you smoke cigarettes, you need to stop. But hold on, don't, don't change the channel. I'm not doing that thing your friends have done and relatives have done. You need to stop. That's not what I'm saying. I, I've been there. I dipped for years. I've burned through plenty of heaters in my lifetime. I, I know what is, I know, I know. Stopping sucks. You probably don't even want to. It's all miserable. I don't want to put a patch on my arm or, or chew bubble gum. I want to put a dip in my lip. I, I've been there. Well, you can do that. Just use Jake's Mint Chew. Jake's Mint Chew is tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. It's the first time in a long time you can put a dip in and not feel guilty about it at all. And on top of 11 different flavors of Long Cut, they have nicotine, or I'm sorry, they have, they have CBD pouches. CBD pouches, not nicotine pouches. They take the edge off. They really, really work. And it works if you're trying to quit smoking, too. If you're at work, at home, feeling like going outside and burning one down, pop one of those CBD pouches in. You will be impressed with the results. Go to jakesmintchew.com. It's not a lecture. It's an actual solution. jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 20% off. We'll be back. The Biden-Harris thing is weird. And when, when I say it's weird, it's she's taking calls with foreign leaders. And I realize we all can acknowledge that something's <clears throat> going on with Joe. I, I get that. But from the very beginning, when he talks, I don't know if you've noticed, when he talks and she's behind him, he'll be talking and he's like looking back. And, are, you, are you okay? It's very odd. And now we have a new memo out. <laughs> this is a leaked memo. 
please be sure to reference the current administration as the Biden-Harris administration in official public communications. I just, this is so weird to me. Joining me now to talk about that and other things is A.J. Swinson. She is the chief of staff of the New Journey Pack. A.J., it's weird, right? It's not just me, it's weird. No, I mean, it was weird before he even won the election. Um, he <laughs> multiple times, even then, slipped and, and called it the Harris administration. So this has been a plan that's been put in place for a long time, and we're just seeing it now come to fruition. Okay, you do believe there was a plan all along, because it's been, it looks like there has been. It looks like this was always, uh, Joe, let's just kind of hold him up by the back of his collar as long as we can and get him in there for a year and then chuck him out the back door. So you do believe this was something they had planned early on? I do. I know people would say that that's a conspiracy theory. You saw Nancy Pelosi suddenly talking about, oh, we need to look at the 25th Amendment. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a feeling that they were going to make sure that Joe won. They knew that they needed someone like him who seemed to be more moderate um, and who could attract a wider amount of voters to win, but who they really wanted to win. And the policies that they really want to enact are the policies of Kamala Harris. Okay, will you explain the Kamala Harris love? And I didn't, I don't get it at all. I mean, this is a woman who's so unlikable, she free-falled in the Democrat primary, and that's with the American media slobbering all over her. Why the love? Is this an Obama connection thing? Well, Kamala has been popular for a long time among the Democratic establishment. They've held her up as some female Obama in a way. Um, let's not forget how unpopular she was. Just like you said, she had to drop out of the race before California because she would have been embarrassed in her home state. Um, so it's not the American people that love her. It's the establishment because she knows how to tap dance. She knows how to switch. She's flipped and flopped on so many issues, the death penalty, private health insurance. She's a politician through and through, and she'll do whatever it takes to get results. And that's what the Democratic Party wants. Well, speaking of Obama, we have a bit of a shadow president deal going on here. Quote, it's long past time for those with the power to fight this epidemic of gun violence to do so. It will take time to root out the disaffection, racism, and misogyny that fuels so many of these senseless acts of violence. But we can make it harder for those with hate in their hearts to buy weapons of war. We can overcome opposition by cowardly politicians and the pressure of the gun lobby that opposes any limit on the ability of anyone to assemble an arsenal. We can and we must. Is Barack Obama still pulling some strings around here? Without doubt. Uh, let's not forget also, Barack Obama did not clearly want to support Joe Biden's candidacy until he had a book to promote. Uh, and so now there's clearly something in it for him. He doesn't do anything unless there's something that he will personally benefit from. And the fact that he's pushing for gun control shows that he does not understand black history and he does not understand the importance of Americans being able to protect themselves. Explain the black history connection. 
Well, throughout history, black people have been some of the greatest, have needed guns the most. You know, there was a time in the South where you could get attacked randomly, and if you couldn't protect yourself, the police were not going to protect you. So black people carried guns, they protected themselves, and the NRA and other organizations started saying, oh, we need to prevent. If you look at the KKK, the KKK went around in the South and tried to steal freedmen's guns. So this has been historically an issue for African Americans, and if you truly understood the importance of black people being able to protect themselves, you would not be supporting gun control. Is there some kind of push, not in the, not in the country, because I generally separate this not as much by skin color as by location in this country, but mm -hmm. so I understand the country people are generally going to have guns. If you're more rural, you're going to have guns or at least know somebody who does. But in the cities, they have these garbage anti-gun laws. And I know they're going through it right now with some high crime rates because of all this cop nonsense. Is there a push within these communities to say, hey, I, I would like to be allowed to defend myself too. Why is it only rich people and people in the burbs? There definitely is. And don't allow what uh, Lori Lightfoot and other leaders are telling you to be the truth. Black people are owning guns. And you can pass the strictest gun control that you want, but there's always going to be a market for that. In 2020, uh, black gun ownership was the highest, um, I think, that it's ever been, at least in recent memory. 58% uh, growth among black Americans when it came to buying guns. So this idea that black people are, you know, not, don't want to protect themselves, you know, it's ridiculous. If you understand the riots that recently happened, the last thing you want as a black person is for the only people in your neighborhood that have a gun to protect themselves are the criminals and the cops. I mean, that's just, it's completely illogical. AJ, how seriously should I take the Biden administration when they talk about gun control? And the reason I, the, the reason I ask is this. I know they want it. Democrats have always wanted it. I know Obama wants it. I know Harris wants it. They've always talked, they've always done this about it. Do you think they're actually going to try to push something through now? Because it would involve, you know, nuking the filibuster. It would involve drastic steps. But I don't know. I, I feel like they're trying to feel their way through it. And I think they might give it a shot. Well, that would definitely be a political misstep. You know, you have Democratic moderates like Manchin who would get killed back home if he supported a bill like that. Um, it would not be politically expedient, but it's something that they're talking about. And I think they're just going through the motions. I don't think there's any, you know, bite to their bark. But if they do do this, then it will definitely provide the way for Republicans to take back uh, House and Senate seats in 2022. Okay, I was going to ask about that because we act like, people on the right act like it's a, we just got killed in 2020. It was all one gigantic disaster. We actually took back seats in the House. I realized the Georgia thing went to crap on us and we lost the presidency, but we took back seats in the House. Is the country moving right? Well, there's definitely the potential there. Trump created a more diverse coalition. He brought workers, farmers, everyday Americans back into the Republican fold, and he brought black voters. If you think about everything that happened with George Floyd, all the animus that the media was pushing, and yet Trump still got 16% of the black male vote. If you take out the riots and the things that happened, Rasmussen would have been right. He would have gotten 30% or more of the black vote. 
Um, and that's still possible. Republicans can do this if they start doing the outreach and the coalition building that they need to do. And if you think about the states that Trump narrowly lost, there were states, I think he lost Arizona by 10,000 votes. You know, he lost Georgia by what, 40,000 votes? You're saying that you can't get 10,000 African Americans to understand the importance of small government and to do outreach in a community, I, I think that's a fail. That's a failure of the Republican Party right now. I agree. And every time I bring this up with somebody, whenever someone comes on and says Republicans are not doing outreach in the community, they're not doing outreach in the community, will you explain what that means? Because I get a lot of emails afterwards that's saying, I don't understand. What does that mean? Explain what you mean by outreach. Yeah, so uh, uh, the importance of a statesman is building coalitions. It doesn't necessarily mean that the president himself comes to every community, right? What it looks like is, is it looks like state and local leadership working together to reach everyone within their districts and to reach people outside of the districts in order to expand power. So, uh, you know, the Democratic Party doesn't necessarily do their own black outreach. What they do is, they give lots of money to Color of Change, um, to the Black Male Voter Project. They give it to outside organizations that have connections within the community and can use those connections to get out the vote. That's what New Journey PAC does. Uh, we're one of the few organizations on the right that have connections and do work with media and community outreach within the Black community. So it doesn't necessarily mean you know, you have to knock on the door yourself as the president, but you do need people out there knocking on doors, handing out literature, holding events, and educating voters on how your candidate will work best for them. Hey, Jace Winston, thank you so much. That was outstanding. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Listen to me. Veterans, listen to me well. If you're hurting you are not that one thing that I know you think you are. You are not alone. I have been there. You feel like no one understands. You feel like everyone hates you. Everyone's going to judge you. And look, I don't just mean, you know, the normal parts of it. PTSD, traumatic brain injury. If you're drinking too much, maybe drugs too much, you're not going to get judgment here. You'll never get that from me. I've been there. You're never going to get it here. You can get help, though. You are not alone. Warriors Heart Foundation is here to help you. And they have inpatient if you need it. They have outpatient if you need it. They have a 24-hour phone line, 866-950-0636. They have warriorsheart.com slash the first. The only shame you have to have, the only shame, is if you're too proud to get help. The help is right there. Go get it. Warriors Heart Foundation. They're here. We'll be back. I guess I'm supposed to keep this on, correct? Yep. So, uh... Joining me now, joining me now to talk about that that stupidity and other things, Scott Hounsel with Red State. Scott, I'm honestly, funny, stupid little mashup video aside, doesn't it just look 
dumb and kind of weak for the leader of the free world to be talking like this when he's trying to talk into the microphone. Take this stupid mask off. What is this? Hunter, I am your father. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he, uh, it just, it's just so ridiculous that 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 this is the this is where we've come to where he's not standing around anyone. He's been fully vaccinated. I mean, this idea that he has to wear a mask out and about everywhere he goes is just absolutely asinine. I mean, I I can't understand for the life of me why they continue to to perpetuate this myth that uh, that you're still vul vulnerable to it after everything goes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, Scott, answer me that then. Why? Because I can't figure it out. Why? What do? I mean, the public's starting to turn against this stuff. I mean, maybe not against masks, as we see from this stupid poll I'm about to show you, but they're clearly losing the coronavirus battle. They can't get healthcare workers to take the vaccine. Guys in the military don't want to take the vaccine. No one, I mean, half the country doesn't want the stupid vaccine. Half of it does, and that's fine. I mean, whatever you want's fine, but what do they still gain out of this nonsense? I don't understand. Uh, I, I think that ultimately what it is is they tested our our resolve they wanted to see how far they could push it originally they wanted to see how far they could get us to go with lockdowns and mandates and all the rest of it and now that we're starting to fight back they're trying to find the line that they can keep hold their control at and uh and so they keep pushing back like oh we've got a little bit longer on the lockdowns and so people are saying no no we're opening up now sorry and then it's oh well the mask mandate's gonna stay and so like I said it's it's a the Ronald Reagan's old statement there's nothing more more permanent than a temporary government program and so this is this is exactly what it is this is we're trying to push the limits we're trying to see how much we can control and when control starts to they start to lose control they try to hold as much as they were holding previously. Scott, I joked about it. I think it was two days ago. I saw somebody driving around. I'm sure you've seen it. Obviously, everyone's seen the guy by himself in the car with the face mask on. I saw the double whammy of the double face mask with rubber gloves on driving around by himself. I'm looking at a poll here. Nearly 80% of Americans plan to continue wearing masks and nearly two-thirds continue to uh, plan to continue social distancing even after they receive the vaccine. Again, setting the mask and vaccine stuff aside what have we done mentally to generations of people in this country man i am really really worried we have just we've ruined people with this well I, the thing that's so funny about it is that people haven't been willing to stay home when they when they've been sick previously when they've previously had the flu they've been willing to share that so i mean i don't understand where all this fear comes from i mean ultimately when we talk about the effectiveness of the policies that governments put out people have been brainwashed uh, a gaslit to believe that they're effective and in reality like for instance california's death rate is 0.147 percent we've been locked down mask mandates statewide etc 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 florida's death rate is 0.153 so a 0 0.006 percent difference in the death rate <laughs> over uh and and by the way florida's been open this whole time kids are in school people can eat in restaurants theaters are open i mean everything the the, the parks uh, you talk about you talk about the tourism industry in florida how much is taken off as a result of it being open and yet in california elsewhere we're under this this weird uh stockholm syndrome spell that that we are going to be protected if we follow these mandates any longer and in reality the data doesn't show it Speaking of California, Scott, I have great news for you. Great news. 
Joe Biden, and all the headlines are out there, has tapped Kamala Harris to take over the border situation. As a Californian, I know that has to bring you all kinds of relief knowing that Kamala Harris is on the job. Oh, you know, it's it, it just comes down to the fact that Kamala, now that Kamala's got it covered, we're all safe. We don't have to worry about it. There's no more crisis. Everything's fine. Look at what happened with her with in, in San Francisco, where she originally was from. Look at the crime rate there, where she was DA. Uh, we we've seen that now. Uh, her her the person who took over uh, came to LA and is trying to trying to do a lot of those same things here, and is in about the DA is about to get recalled here. Uh, you know, when she was Attorney General in the state of California, name a single one of her of her uh, accomplishments. And this is where I keep going back to the left, and I always want to say is that. Titles are not accomplishments. There are people, offices that people ran for, uh, titles they've held, but there doesn't show anything that they have actually accomplished. And anytime you try to press people on what Kamala Harris has ever done in her life of anything other than a, a title or a, 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 a ceiling, quote unquote, that she broke, uh, there's been nothing. So the fact that she's taken over this responsibility is an absolute travesty because she has zero, less than zero, uh, uh, ability to to have any type of effect on the situation. Scott, I, one thing that does baffle me about her putting putting her in charge of the border is this. Obviously, everyone has been able to see. It looks like he's already kind of letting her step in a little bit. She's taking calls with world leaders. He's doing this weird thing where he turns around and looks at her when he's giving speeches, like he's worried she's going to come bop him in the back of the head or something. Why send her down to the most hopeless situation now? They're, it's not like they're on the cusp of finding a plan. This is the administration scandal. It almost seems like he threw her under the bus a little bit. I'm actually wondering if that's the case because obviously her star shines a little bit brighter than his as far as credibility, uh, polished, how polished she is. So I'm wondering if this is his way of saying, look, fix this and you can really prove that you've got the chops. Uh, but we all know that she's going to fail miserably, as as previous Democrats uh, have in trying to control the situation. Uh, and so this is in no way going to change. This is not going to fix anything. Uh, I ultimately think that she's going to take credit for little victories here and there. Oh, we reduce the number of children that are in, cu in custody, but most likely it will just be through mass release. Uh, into the United States, uh, fam family members here. It's It's this sort of thing that it's uh, it's it's the shell game. We no longer have the problem under this shell. It's under a different shell now, and and that will just be. She's just going to move the problem from one shell to another. Scott Hounsel with Red State. Thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. It is a bizarre move. It's one nobody's talking about. This illegal immigration situation. Now, I know we've talked about that. You know how bad it is, how bad it's going, how bad it's going to be going because they can't just reverse course and be border hawks. This is the one that even the American media is mad about now. Why won't you let us in? Why won't you let us take pictures? What's going on in these facilities? Who's being... They just took Kamala Harris and said, Hey, Kamala, this is your baby now. Have a good one. Keep your eyes on this. All right, I'll be back. Happy anniversary. Today is the 20th anniversary of my personal 
favorite sports moment of all time. Randy Johnson. He was, I know you don't remember him. He was this big, he was called the big unit. He was this gigantic pitcher who used to just throw gas from the mound. He killed a bird. You're seeing it right there. Randy Johnson, just the odds of this have to be minuscule, threw some heat and killed a bird during a game. Even if you're an animal lover, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> All right. Happy anniversary. I'll see you tomorrow. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannikaram, here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect. Which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.